let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Fulter, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. The Green Bay Health Project Podcast is sponsored by Movement, Performance, and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility, stability, and strength. Your body is your greatest tool, and when you move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movementgb.com, that's M-V-M-T-G-B.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free for life. What's going on, guys? It's Trevor with the Green Bay Health Project podcast, and today I'm joined by Jill and Brian. They are the owners of New Self um, right here in Green Bay, and they specialize in gut health, total body inflammation, and basically the effects on the health, along with chronic disease and autoimmune disease, which is super cool. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, I know this is your area of expertise, but I got, I love this stuff. It's so interesting. And it's so important for people to know about it. So uh, first of all, I appreciate you guys coming on, uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule, and I'm looking forward to it. So uh, I'm going to hand it on over to you guys. What's like kind of, I know, I know the backgrounds a little bit, but how did this all come to be? Um, well, I can start. Uh, thanks so much for having us on. We're super excited to, um, especially for me to chat with you again. Um, and we love being on a platform like this so we can educate um, as many people as possible. Um, so a little bit about my background. Um, things started for me really at a younger age. My dad uh, became pretty ill when I was like 12 um, and almost died. So it was kind of a scary time for us in the family. And, you know, after um, having some medical treatments, my mom and I had to nurse him back to health. So that really prompted me to. Um, become interested in medicine and, and wanting to really provide care like that for other people as I got older. So I ended up um, going to school to be a physician assistant, which I practiced for many years doing that. And I enjoyed it during that time. But unfortunately, um, as time went on and not really having a super healthy lifestyle, I made myself sick and um, was really starting to affect my job. It was affecting you know my home life. I had kids at that time. Um, and it was to a point where I really needed to um, look into what was going on. So um, I went the traditional medicine route, obviously being a PA. I had a whole bunch of you know labs and um, studies done on me. I saw a lot of different specialists, and no one really could come up with any answers. So um, you know that does a couple things. First, um, you know you feel like they look at you like you're crazy um, because these are your colleagues, and they can't really figure out what's going on. Um, and, you know, are they thinking that this is all in my head? Um, so it, it made that difficult for me um, on that end. Um, but also I wasn't feeling great and they were pushing, you know, medications and things on me that weren't helping. Um, so I just decided to look into alternative medicine and thank goodness that I did that. Um, functional medicine is really what got me back to um, being healthy. Uh, but it was also really a tipping point for me in my career. 
Um, you know, I just felt like traditional medicine um, wasn't really helping people that had chronic diseases. And um, it wasn't really aligned with what I wanted to do originally um, in life. So I quit practicing as a PA and I became a functional health consultant so that I could really do um, what I feel is, is aligned with me and, and helping others. Awesome. Yeah, it's always cool how like personal experiences kind of yield the path for change and kind of your passions. That's, I hear you. How about you, Ryan? It's cool. We got like multiple people on. This is one of the first times I've had multiple guests. Like it, it's weird because we're all on camera too. And I can see you guys like looking over your shoulders and it looks like you're looking at each other in the same room, but you're really not. <laughs> Wild. Um, yeah. Like Jill said, thanks. <laughs> thanks for uh, giving us the opportunity to chat and connect. This is great. And uh, as Jill shared to educate. So like Jill shared um, and like so many in this, functional medicine arena, it's always stemmed by a personal experience, health experience, right? Um, mm -hmm. My experience is dates back. I was diagnosed with cancer September 11th, 2001, the day of all days, and uh, went through significant chemo and radiation treatments. And I always found myself asking a couple questions. And those were, what is this going, you know, what effect is this going to have on me long term? And why did this happen? And I found the responses to be very consistent across the board. It was, well, it's kind of the luck of the draw or, you know, there's nothing you could really have done. There's nothing historically that we see. And, you know, here are some issues that we may see long term, but we really don't know when they're going to occur. And we'll just have to keep an eye on it. Well, I became more fixated with that of what is going to happen? How can I prevent these things from happening? Specifically with the chemotherapy that I had is how can I take good care of my own health individually, uh, heart health from a cardiovascular perspective, from a, you know, just liver function, all of those things really started creeping into my mind. And at the same time, my wife was dealing with some health challenges of her own, um, where she's since been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, Hashimoto's and celiac and when she was going through this battle, she was faced with challenges in traditional medicine as well, where it was, here's a medication to treat this symptom. Here's a medication to treat this symptom. And what we found is as she was going through that regimen, there was more to the story and none of these things were really working for her. Functional medicine at that time in this area was very, very immature. I wouldn't even say that it was birthed yet here in, in Northeastern Wisconsin. So we traveled out to California. And if you're familiar with Chris Kresser, um, California Institute of Functional Medicine, oh, uh, we spent some time out there. And in fact, my wife is still a patient with the group. And that has been game changing for me. It introduced me a lot uh, to look at things so much differently than the way I was. And being in the medical industry for the last 20 years, it's really shifted uh, my thinking and, and looking at things differently rather than looking at treating the symptom. Let's treat the core and root reason to why things are happening to each individual. So um, Jill or, and I got together. We were working in a different capacity. We aligned our stories and started talking and said, hey, what about this idea? So here we are. Awesome. And again, both of you, personal experiences kind of led you down this path. Chris Kresser, man, I love all of his content, his podcast, like 
I get his newsletter. I think he's in my inbox almost every morning. <laughs> yeah. It's it's cool stuff. It's it's important. Um, my wife as well, uh, you know, some thyroid stuff and they, I think Jill and I and Erica talked about this when we met, um, they kept pumping like the Levo, like it was like, oh, numbers are going up. What's changing? Let's just, let's just up the dosage, keep upping it. And it was like, okay, there's something bigger at play here. Let's dig a little deeper. And sure enough, it was like Hashimoto's. And then it was like, Hey, let's find the whys, underlying issues and start to build back up from there rather than just medicate masking some of the bigger players it's right. it's brutal it's brutal it, it, it really is, to is. Go through and when that you look night. at yeah. oh, go ahead jill sorry no go ahead brian <laughs> i was going to say when you when you look at the uh the big picture of how many americans are impacted with chronic disease the numbers are really staggering and you know when you when you look at the statistics of 6 in 10 americans 4 in 10 americans having multiple chronic diseases and seven out of 10 deaths in the U.S. are related to chronic disease, we have a real problem brewing. And like you had mentioned with your wife and the experience Jill had and I had myself and, and my wife Jenny as well, is it was always here's something else to mask those symptoms. And it was really never a discussion about why is this occurring? What can we do to improve our overall well-being? And how do we change it? And, and there has to be a way. And that's what really... I think a lot of people need to understand from a functional medicine perspective is there are great changes that you can administer in your own life that will change the course of your future in a drastic, drastic way. And, you know, with our focus, so we focus on gut health and and inflammation, and we do feel that that's probably one of the most important um, factors to look at. So we know inflammation um, is really the root cause for about 90% of diseases out there. Um, And we know that the gut itself is responsible for about 80 to 90% um, of the cause of inflammation. So we feel if we can target, you know, both of these areas, we're really going to be able to hit a real broad range of um, what people are dealing with out there and, and making an impact. Um, I don't know, I mean, how much you know of the gut or the microbiome, if that's something that you want me to get into, Trevor. Please. So interesting. Please, please do. Um, it is. It's really fascinating. And, you know, this has been um, something that's been discussed for a long time, but not really medically um, accepted. Um, what's been great over the past 10 years is there's really been a lot of research on this. Um, and just recently, I was doing some continual education for my physician assistant um, certification. And it was really nice to hear that there were physicians um, addressing the microbiome. I mean, I did not hear about the microbiome when I was in training. And it definitely did not come up in conversation um, with any type of disease processes. So um, it was great to hear that. And we're talking, these were discussions on, um, you know, brain health, that gut and brain access, um, as well as um, other uh, health conditions. So the microbiome is, is amazing. There's over 100 trillion um, organisms that are within our gut that do a lot of work for us. And those organisms are, you know, bacteria and viruses. Um, they're um, single cell organisms or fungi. Um, and we need them. They, they digest our, 
our food products that come in and they supply our body with the nutrients and minerals and vitamins that we need for, you know, healthy processes to happen. Um, but when the bacteria in there become off balance, so now we're talking, you know, more bad bacteria than good bacteria, those bad bacteria send messages to the body that are not healthy. And um, that can cause inflammation and autoimmune um, responses um, that are really detrimental to us. And um, the other part of this within our gut is the intestinal mucosa. And that mucosa layer is a filtration system. So normally there's really little teeny tiny holes that all these vitamins and minerals can go through that the bacteria digest. But when that bacteria become off balance and there's other triggers that can cause a problem with that mucosal lining, we can get something called leaky gut. So now these little teeny tiny holes become larger. Bacteria can enter through there. Um, undigested molecules can enter through there. And the body sees these as foreign invaders. So the body does what it's supposed to do and it attacks them. Um, but that causes you know, big problems where we have high inflammatory states and, and we can develop these autoimmune issues. So it's really important um, um, to look at the gut and to look at our inflammation and our gut lining um, and, and correct that so that we can really address um, these other issues that are going on. Anything to add, Brian? Uh, yeah, I was, I think- when you were talking, I was like, ooh, we're gonna talk about leaky gut. This is interesting. So I think when we start talking leaky gut with clients, I think some of the, the the obvious questions that come up and most common are, well, what are some of the things that are causing this to occur? So, you know, what what creates that yin and yang imbalance between the microbiome, the, uh, the, the bad bacteria outweighing the good? And it's anything from stress. Um, we think about how un, uh, challenging our environment is and how stressful our environment is. It can be related to stress. It can be related to alcohol consumption, environmental toxins that we're exposed to, uh, whether those environmental toxins are in within our own home or within our environment around us. Medications that we take, uh, even thinking of something over the counter, like a simple ibuprofen, the impact that that can have on our microbiome. Um food poisoning, bacterial infections, nutrient deficiencies, GMOs, the herbicides, pesticides, uh, could be food sensitivities. And the American diet is absolutely terrible. High processed food um, with little to absolutely no fiber. And the impact of that on our microbiome is significant. Um, so there is, there's definitely some things that we're doing with our own environments that are greatly impacting the microbiome. Mm-hmm. And then um, on the flip side of things, there you, it's possible to have like a bacterial overgrowth as well, correct? You guys Absolutely. see that? What, is, what does that kind of look like in individuals? So, you know, within the gut and the inflammation that occurs, we really can see kind of a varied set of symptoms. If there's something specifically going on within the gut, you'll see the diarrhea or constipation. Um, problems, you'll see tremendous gas um, that usually um, is a big culprit. And whether that's, you know, flatulence or burping or just pure distension and discomfort, you know, in your belly. Um, But we can start to see systemic problems with this too. And one of the main places 
that things start when there's inflammation and problems within the gut is actually in the skin. You know, that's one of our biggest organs. Um, it's an easy place for inflammation to go and we can start seeing rashes or acne, um, problems with rosacea and eczema. Um, but this inflammation can flare up anywhere. So you may be seeing symptoms um, within the brain. So like mood disorders or, um, you know, brain fog, memory issues. Uh, we can see problems with the joints where we're developing pain, um, problems with our muscles. You might see fatigue. Um, there's a whole host of, of symptoms that can occur because you can become symptomatic from anywhere from head to toe. And, and it really could be something stemming from what's going on in the gut. It's all, all of it is so interesting. I know thinking back, um, like I've always dealt with some type of anxiety and like high stress things. And when it was kind of at its peak, uh, probably, I don't know, four or five years ago, I think back to what I was, the kind of stuff I was eating. And it was like, man, it was bad. <laughs> it was like, you, you cut some of that out. And then you just start to feel better. And now it's crazy because if I have like um, a pizza or an ice cream or something, I know the next day, one, I'm going to be fatigued. I'm not going to be as mentally sharp as I want to be. And it's just incredible once you cut it out and then you start to, you throw it in here and there, the impacts that it has on your body and you start to look back and be like, wow, it's just because of what I'm eating and some of the processing that just happens. It's intriguing. Very intriguing. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot. Um, oh, sorry. There's a little, little delay. Bit of delay. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to say it's it's very intriguing. And I think um, one of the important things that we we talk to folks about is making sure that they listen to their body. Um, and it's not just mm. right at the time of the meal where you get that great satisfaction of eating whatever creates that that joy for you. But it's what is happening after the fact? Are you, is your stomach becoming distended? Are you having a bloating type sensation? Are you a couple hours down the road, all of a sudden riddled with a headache or really listen and pay attention to what your body is telling you. And when we get folks in tune with listening to their body, they're amazed at the little things that they pick up on, how sluggish they are, how much brain fog they um, they see it is, it's truly eye opening for folks and how we relate that back to what they're consuming. Yeah. And I think what's difficult with it too, and what people have a hard time understanding is, um, a severe allergic response is simple, right? Because if you have a bee sting or you're allergic to a peanut, you will see an immediate response to that. So it's obvious to you that that's a problem, but you can have um, an allergic response, like an IgG response, where you aren't developing symptoms till three to four days after you've been exposed to it. And that's really difficult to track. And even if you're keeping a food diary, um, and, but you constantly are re-exposing yourself to, let's say, um, gluten. Gluten's an easy one because a lot of people are sensitive to it. You're constantly having gluten every day. So it's hard to tell what are your symptoms coming from when you continually are exposing yourself to that? Because you might also be having problems with the onions that you're eating too at the same time, but it's hard to differentiate that. So, you know, one of the things that we like doing in our program, um, everybody gets functional medicine testing. And what I love about functional medicine testing is um, we're really able to look at a, 
wider variety of biomarkers that we don't do in traditional medicine. Um, but we also look at reference ranges that are in the optimal state. So we're looking at numbers where we want the body to be to perform at its best. Instead of a wider range where it's acceptable, but you might not be feeling your best, right? And, and when you're in that wider range like that, you're missing people who are trending into a problem and you can't correct it before it happens. So one of the labs that we do are food sensitivity testing. And we love to be able to do that because we can pinpoint the specific foods for you that are a problem. So you don't have to go and um, with traditional food elimination, you would quit you know, all dairy and all gluten, for example. Um, but let's say we do this food sensitivity testing and, and really you're not sensitive to gluten and you're only sensitive to certain types of dairy. Um, so maybe you can keep those other, um, those other foods that you like to eat while you're only getting rid of the foods that are not good for you. So it, it makes it a little bit easier to do when you're doing an elimination diet, when you can kind of just pinpoint the specifics. And a lot of times we're seeing healthy food is a problem that people are eating tremendous amounts of, and they had no idea that it was causing them problems. It's crazy. Yeah, so individualized. So the importance of testing, you could say it's uh, up there, huh? Very much so. Very much so. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I I was just going to go a little bit into what Jill was sharing. You know, we we shared stories Mm -hmm. of our own personal experiences of uncovering what food sensitivities were were creating challenges for us, and it was an eye opening experience because they were foods that we thought were were creating good health for us. And in fact, they were, were setting us backwards. And when we would, you know, be hyper-focused on those foods, because again, we thought they were, they were the helpers, not the herders. Um, it was, it was interesting, Jill, wouldn't you say where? Oh gosh, it was unreal. So I, <laughs> I had completely changed my diet and let me tell you, I was a junk food girl. I mean, I grew up with processed foods, easy foods. My parents worked a lot. Um, and so we just, you know, did what we could at home that was easy um, to throw in our mouths. And I became accustomed to that. Right. And that crap tastes good. And it's hard <laughs> to reintroduce, you know, healthy foods. Um, but surprisingly, healthy foods do taste good and they make you feel better. Um, but I was like, for instance, I was having like four to six eggs in the morning to get my protein in. And you know, I was adding some vegetables in with that. And I was doing that, like, honest to God, daily for months. And um, turns out, you know, I was highly sensitive to eggs. And I, you know, I was saying, just like, I just don't understand. I'm eating all this healthy food. And I just don't know why I'm not really feeling any better, you know. And it's kind of discouraging because you don't want to keep doing that when it's not really making a difference. So. I hear you. I was doing something very similar. I would have uh, this shake. And it was a couple of eggs with some protein powder. And then it was like uh, chia, hemp, flaxseed, and then ginger. And, you know, this was probably a year, year and a half ago now. And I I did the sensitivity test. Sure enough, guess what came back? Straight down the line. Chia seeds, hemp seeds, flaxseeds. Ginger was one of the most inflammatory ones. I'm like, oh, man, well, I got to figure out a new breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So true. You just don't know. 
I don't know, you just don't know until you test. And that's the importance of testing, right? Because like you guys have been saying, you can you think you're doing something good for yourself, but really specific to you, it could be detrimental. Exactly. And there's, you know, there's other things that we do too. Um, you know, one of the second main things we do is we look at the diet and we look at your microbiome. So we like to do stool testing and mm. we like to get an idea of what that bacteria balances. Um, and it also tells us if there's infections, you know, um, a lot of people don't think parasites are an issue in the U.S. You know, it's more of a third world country thing, but really we see one in five people that have parasite infections. Um, and a lot of these things, you know, people just don't know. We're, we're kind of accustomed to feeling sick. Um, don't you think, Brian? I, I feel like it's, it's a norm for us to just not feel well, which is unfortunate. Absolutely. I, you know, I oftentimes get the question of, you know, Brian, you're, you're one of the few functional health coaches that are, that are men. Um, why is that? And I think it's, you know, Jill and I go back and forth of, of trying to diagnose why that is. And we have our interesting reasons, but I, to Jill's point, I think a lot of us have become so accustomed in, in the American culture of having this sluggish feeling, having this feeling of, of excuse building and saying, well, I'm chasing my kids here. I'm doing this. I'm running here. I'm going there. I, it's just a normal feeling. Or, you know what? As I age, I'm in my 40s. This is just part of getting older. And we can no longer accept that as being the norm. And that's what we're trying to educate people on is, listen, you can be vibrant. You can be your best self today without sacrificing energy, without sacrificing clarity and thought and being your best, both on a personal level with your husband, your wife, with your kids, and also from a, a, a professional life, being the best that you can be. Don't sacrifice that by, by avoiding how you feel. Listen to what your body is saying. I think you hit it straight on the head um like people normalize the way they feel because they don't really know any different um we talk with people about it all the time like hey imagine if you stuck with this thing for a week or two and just give it a week like good habits and see how you feel like you think you're here now or they'll come up with the excuses i'm getting old and like things are built on conveniency right like there's a fast food place mm -hmm. on every single corner of the road so it's you're out and about you're running around and it's just convenient a lot of people will uh in my opinion view meal prepping grocery shopping as an inconvenience in their routine when it's yeah. like it takes an hour or two hours of your weekend for the whole week <laughs> it's it's right. it, save money and you feel better <laughs> yeah Especially now, I mean, with the way prices are going, it, it shocks me when we drive by fast food places and we see those lines mm -hmm. of like 15 to 20 cars. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, it does take a little time and effort um, to prepare. And I think that's hard for people. Um, but if you can carve out that time, you know, if you think about the time you're sitting in these uh, fast food lines and, um, the time that you're running around, I think you can carve out a little bit of time to, to prepare. We're all super busy, mm -hmm. right? And we just make a point um, that this is what I have to do and this is what I have to get done. Um, some other things that we look at with um, our clients are toxins and toxins are big. 
Um, we are really into um, clean living. So not only the food that goes into your mouth, but everything that we're exposing ourselves to. Um, the world is really um, just full of a lot of toxic stuff. Things have changed a lot in the past hundred years with chemicals and how things are being made. And um, I, I don't think that people really understand how much of an effect it is. I think you know, we're kind of brought up to be told if you slather something on your skin, you're not absorbing that. Um, we know that to not be true. Um, there's studies that that have shown, and they've done this in teenage girls, which, so my daughter is a teenager, and um, this is something I've always been, um, you know, pretty observant of with my kids because we want to do better for our kids than ourselves, right? So I'm pretty anal about them and maybe not as much about myself, <laughs> at least early on I was. Um, but you know, they had tested, um, uh, teenage girls with products that they were putting on like deodorant and, um, shampoos, um, body washes, lotions, and they were seeing these chemicals in their blood at high concentrations for only using them for two weeks. Um, then they had them stop completely, um, using only healthy, clean products, fragrance, free products, and, um, almost all of their uh, chemicals that were found in their blood were gone um, in a short period of time. So we do know that the body can clear that, especially when they're younger, because our detoxification system works better. Unfortunately, as we get older, it doesn't work as well. And um, these things can build up in our body and they cause more inflammation and more problems. So we definitely like to look at your toxic load and um, see where you're at with that and, and try to adjust as much as we can with that. Testing across the board. So when um, someone initially starts with you guys, how do they get in contact? What's kind of the initial phase? What does maybe like the, the journey look like to get started? Brian, do you want to head off on that? I wasn't sure if you had a delay <laughs> there or... <laughs> yeah, I did have a delay, sorry. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so one of the things that we, uh, we do in, in kind of the process in working with folks is we, we first start off with, uh, what we call a discovery call and they can start this process by, uh, reaching out to our website, which is, uh, new self.com. And, um, one of the things that we start off with is what we call a discovery call. Uh, we, we first start off with a, a 15 minute introductory call just to kind of give an individual, uh, the expectation of, of what we're about, uh, understand their story slightly. And from there, we take it on to a discovery call. So what I want people to think about here is we'll spend up to 90 minutes with individuals on these discovery calls. The question we always ask is when was the last time in the traditional sense you had seen or visited with any provider that listened to you your challenges about who you are, how you're feeling for 60 to 90 minutes. We literally let them direct that call and tell us about every aspect of, of what they're feeling. It's vital for us to understand um, not only where they're at today, but historically, what traumatic events created major stressors within their life, because that creates an understanding of when this began, uh, some of the things that they're struggling with, um, and, and really take the conversation from there. But it is a great stepping stone in just listening to who they are first and foremost and the challenges uh, that they are faced with. From there, we then move on to what Jill was mentioning earlier 
is really diving into the functional lab testing. And, and that allows us to, based upon those sharings with us, to really start building a roadmap to understand where to go, identifying those root causes and things that we can make great leaps um, forward with early on. The next thing that we stress with folks is it's not it it's not going to be an overnight fix, right? I think you know we think about our culture. It's always how quickly can you impact my life to feel great and be that champion tomorrow. It's you may go through a phase where you are taking a step back, two steps back before you start making those leaps forward, but stick with it. Once you get past that, you know, one to two week of making these changes, you will see great success. Jill, anything to add? Um, no, I think um, we want people to understand that this is really a one-on-one um, where, where we work with you and hold your hand through the whole process. Um, this is a, it's a long window where we're with you. Um, we're available 24 seven and, um, we're really here to help you. So in order to do that, we need to have a lot of contact, um, a lot of touch points, and we need to know what's working and not working. Um, so that's another difference between traditional medicine where sometimes you're just told to follow up in eight to 12 weeks. And, um, you weren't really able to get a hold of anybody to either ask questions um, or to let them know something isn't working and you completely stop altogether. And now you've just wasted a couple of months um, before you're back in again for your follow-up. Um, we also um, discuss this together. So, you know, between Brian, myself and his wife, we have over God, 60 years experience, if you total it up in, um, in functional medicine and, and what can be done. We are constantly educating ourselves on new and upcoming things. Um, we work together um, as a group of consultants to make a plan, and then that plan is reviewed with the client. So mm-hmm. that way the client can tell us what's going to work, what's not going to work, what they're willing to try or not try, and what changes we need to make so that really they can have a sustainable plan that's going to help them in the long run. I love that. The collaboration is huge. Like you said, I mean, we do, we basically have a similar setup. Um, the first part is hearing the person and then kind of doing what's in their best interest and the fact that you guys can't sit down, you have that experience and you can collaborate um, on everyone you're working with. It's just multiple hats coming at different angles. Like it's incredibly powerful and it's, it's awesome. Um, a question then is this an office? Is it virtual? Is how does that work? So we are virtual uh, currently. It just makes more sense because we're working with clients from all over the U.S. and, and mm-hmm. across the world. So it's it's more convenient. Um, along with Jill had said, if there's a question that comes up, it's we don't want people to wait. Uh, we want to connect with them as quickly mm-hmm. as possible to make sure that their questions are answered, and we're best able to do that virtually. That's what I thought. That's and that's what I wanted people to know. I mean, you can work with anybody, and it's just easy. It's easy. And I um, right before we did this back probably about 45 minutes. So I hopped on the URL on your Instagram and filled out that little quiz. <laughs> so is, is that the best place for people awesome. to get started? Or uh, if they wanted to reach out, how does, how does the, uh, how should they do it? What's the best way? Well, we have um, some social media. So our Instagram and TikTok are actually the same handle. So that is new.cell.llc. Um, the website, like Brian said, is the www.new-self. 
um, dot com. And then we do have that inflammatory quiz um, that's on the website. So if anybody wants to see what the current state of their health is when they fill out the quiz that will come to us, um, we will send you a personalized email back kind of explaining those results. Um, and um, we have been sending out a free recipe along with that as well for something that you can start to initiate to help heal your gut. And um, there's also, um, I think, a work with me button on there, if that's correct, Brian, on the website. Um, that would actually set them on to um, just filling out a brief questionnaire of what they have going on, which will go to us so we can set up um, a 15 minute call. So we can just have, that's a free call. We can just have a conversation to see if we're, you know, the right fit for them. Awesome. Um, is there anything else before I get into like the kind of ending questions that you want us to know about what you guys are doing, how to operate or anything else you want people to know? No, I think it's, I think the biggest thing that we want people to take away from this entire uh, discussion is we really navigate the process to you and you, your body individually. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that are out there, especially if you look from a traditional uh, medical sense, is it's almost like a factory. Um, and I know that's kind of a very generalized term, but we seem to go in there and be treated all as one rather than individuals. And we want you to know that we want you to be treated for who you are. And, and, um, have a conversation with us, as Jill mentioned, see if we're the right fit for you. And if, if we are, uh, we'll love to see the, the success and, and the new self you become. I love it. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Um, okay. I got questions and I don't know if you guys want to split them up, each, each answer your own, uh, but feel free. So the first one is what is your uh, favorite health related activity to do in the Green Bay area? For me, it is. Do you want um, me to go first, Brian? Yeah, there's the delay. <laughs> For me, I I love. There's uh, the delay again. <laughs> I love cycling. Um, I love. Uh, we live out in the Luxembourg Casco area, and there's a beautiful trail okay. uh, that goes on for endless miles all the way up to Door County. So, I'll lose myself for a thirty mile bike ride and and uh, just enjoy it. So for me, that's my my stress reliever and uh, just love spending, spending time outside um, on the bike. Um, I am a huge yoga fan. So I like, um, I like going to Gen star yoga. Oh, yeah. Um, great. Yeah. And just, um, that's just kind of my time to decompress, but my most favorite is uh, right at the end when I can just lay on my back and not do anything <laughs> <laughs> for about five minutes. Nice. <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do too um <laughs> what is your uh your favorite health related uh book and i say health obviously it's a vague term but i'm curious to know what you guys both both think or what you would say for me it was um the book that really i i think back to really what started this process for me in this journey of of who i am today and and where i'm headed is, um, you know, Chris Kresser really was a, a massive impact in making me shift my thinking uh, in his Paleo Cure book really mm. was the first book, health book that I read that put food in a different light, in a different perspective, looking at food as um, having a medicinal value rather than just an energy supplement value. So for me, that was kind of the hitting moment where it, it looked at 
and forced me to look at digestion, food very differently than what I had in the past. Yeah, it's hard for me, Trevor, for you to ask me that because I love books. I read so much. Tough question. Uh, (laughs) When I was a kid, I don't know if you guys had this, but we had the bookmobile. Oh, yeah. This might be dating me a little bit, but man, I loved when the bookmobile would come. (laughs) That was like my joy for the month. Anyway, so, um, okay, mine is a little bit different. Um, I love Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. So, the habit of, you know, breaking the habit of being yourself um, or becoming supernatural. I think, you know, that that was kind of a time when I was sick when I found that. And reading that just really taught me how powerful the mind really is. And um, it made me think back to all the patients that I had helped and, and taken care of. And, you know, we worked in, um, in neurosurgery and trauma, and I saw a lot of sick people. And I can tell you, I knew someone that was going to get better right off the bat when I met them because of their mindset um, and how they responded and reacted. And um, I do believe that's really the power of our mind. And I think that that is um, the number one step people need to understand that we really are in control of our health. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love him. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. He, he's, he's great. Um, I know I've read some of his stuff and I know a lot of other people that have as well. Um, and then finally, what is a piece of advice that you would give to somebody looking to change their lifestyle habits, uh, maybe get, try to develop better, healthier uh, habits? Small bites. Don't try to bite it all at once. Uh, because if, if you go for that you know, large moment, it won't stick. Uh, it's, it's little steps make a big difference. So focus on little wins each and every day. And next thing you know, weeks, months will pass by and you'll look at yourself and say, wow, I've made some great choices that have accumulated great success for me and how I feel. And when you're teased with those moments to sacrifice what you've accomplished, you'll you'll look at it very differently. So celebrate the small wins and achieve small goals uh, and it'll create big wins for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um you know, one of the other things and it's what Brian um, touched on was I think we just really need to change um, our mindset on food and, and look at that as being something that is healing when we're eating it and the choices that we're making um, instead of harmful. And, and it makes it a lot easier when you're trying to decide between some junk food um, or eating, you know, a broccoli salad. Um, it, I definitely don't want to put something in my body that's going to make me feel terrible mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You decide that it's not worth it and it's pretty easy to yeah. do. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much, Jill, Brian. This was awesome. Um, appreciate your time. And uh, we'll be sure to link to the website, social media, um, everything like that. So it's easy for people to click on. But again, just, Thanks for uh, coming on and talking today. Thanks so much Thank for you. having us, Trevor. We loved it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Despite All right, guys. <laughs> Good. Now <laughs> oh, we're going to take care of that. <laughs> awesome. 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 Awesome, guys. And as always, uh, we will talk with you next time. If you would like more information about us at Movement Performance and Rehab or information on one of our guests, or if you have a contact that would be a good guest for this podcast, please send us an email at info at mvmtgb.com. That's info at movementgb.com.